0: Podcast One even fair as a sunless shining. This podcast is sponsored by Kelly's Bar, Oswald Street, Glasgow. Live Irish music every week from your favourite singers and bands. Check out the Kelly's social media page for more
1: information.
0: How
2: are we all doing, folks? And welcome to the 4th Rebel Collective podcast. This is a monthly music-based podcast that will feature various guests of our rebel nature. We'll be getting to know some of our favourite songs and the songs that help shape the artists they are today. And hopefully gaining a bit of insight into their background and influences. My name is Coach and our guest this month is Keith Murray. Keith has been a familiar face throughout the Glasgow Irish scene now for well over a decade Whether it is a solo singer or with the band The Jakes Keith can be found week in, week out in Glasgow's Irish bars In the rebel scene in Glasgow, there are very few musicians that haven't at one point joined in with The Jakes And similarly, very few bands that Keith has not sang with Hi Keith Evening Evening, how are we today? Excellent, looking forward to it? Just getting it done no. Getting out of <laughs> the way <laughs> One of those things you just need to do ah, like. basically uh, so go back to the, the, the very beginning, um, where did you first pick up a guitar? Uh, my brother had a guitar, uh, it was a wee Hoffner
3: semi-electro-acoustic um, that he'd been playing for years and years and years, he'd get really good at it really quickly, I used to sit and listen to him play it, and I thought, fuck it, I could give that a try, a try as well. So taught myself a couple of chords, you know, the usual GCD, learnt Wonderwall, and you know, it went through there. <laughs> Started off at Wonderwall. <laughs> uh, it, no, it actually would have been earlier than that. I think it would have been '96. You're talking about so it
2: would have been some about Shon or something, you know? Right, okay. So, uh. and did you always fancy yourself as a singer? Or did Did you always sing? I've sang since a very young age. I used to. Uh, I was
3: actually classically trained singer when I was at, uh, at school. I did a bit of a bit of training with the Scottish National Orchestra for about six years. It was a, a boy soprano <laughs>
2: <laughs> before my voice dropped. <laughs> right. Okay. Moving on swiftly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can you remember your first time uh, performing? Or would Uh, would that have been the first time actually singing with the audience? Well,
3: but I think if you go back to sort of singing this kind of music, uh, it was, used to be Saturday afternoon sessions in Falture, where Big Francie Breen would be singing, you know, he'd come in and do a tour gig, he'd sing for about 25 minutes. And what used to happen was he started, you know, getting me up to, to sing. Um, I, I happened to one of the barmaids. She had said to him one day, You know, I didn't really know him. And she said to him, You know, he let you go up and sing, but he heard my name wrong. He heard my name is Nathan. And then they used to go, and I was in there every week. And for the first four or five weeks, he'd say, now we're going to get Nathan up to sing. And that was it. And then it became too late for me to say to him, That's no, my name. <laughs> you know, so it got to that stage. And then eventually, what would happen was, Frank would, the, the, the breaks would get longer. So you would come on do half an hour, and then I'd end up doing half an hour. He'd be away, come back, maybe doing another 20 minutes. Then I'd get up for another couple of songs at the end. It was looking like Gary old <laughs> <a> gig eventually,
2: <laughs> or a big massive breaks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what age were you roughly when that? Because you were a wee touch older. I was later
3: starting. When, aye, aye, aye. I didn't. I mean, I would have been 26. Right, 27 right. maybe even when I started doing. No, 26. Let's see when I started doing that. Um, that went on probably for about three or four months and I thought maybe I could start gigging, you know. I felt like I had enough songs to get through a gig.
2: Okay, then the Jakes began. Or did you play solo before that? No, like, uh, no,
3: I think I did one solo gig. I did yeah. one solo gig, but then the Jakes had began, I think you know. <laughs> <as> well. <laughs> well, I feel like a bit of a dick asking I, you, I know, exactly. Asking asking why are you asking, asking me this? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> so how were how the Jakes formed then? Well, it's, I mean, you you know yourself. It started as a drunken idea. that We yeah. said we would like to start. Maybe we should do a gig, you know, as a two-piece. We were going to be like a 20 years younger crooked reel. Me, you, me and the guitar, you on the bass. Uh, and we just decided we just get a wee bit together and then that kind of But I think we did one gig in a snooker club on Paisley Road West um, for a supporters club.
2: Cushions. Cushions,
3: Cushions aye. aye. We did that in there. It was just like a Saturday afternoon gig we did in there and then we decided we'd try and put like an actual four-piece together. So we went around, beg, stole and borrowed. Uh, We got in uh, Eamon, who's now playing with the wakes on the drums. Mm -hmm. And then big Sean, Sean Lyons, for the Exiles. uh, He came and played with us as well for that first gig. Then I think at the time Gary wasn't doing as many band gigs. At the time I think he was away quite a bit. So we kind of had Sean as a kind of full-time member uh, for probably the first, I think probably about the first six to nine months. We had Sean there basically full-time which was uh, unbelievable for somebody who was just starting it, for somebody like Sean, yep, yep. been there, seen it, done it, you know.
2: Uh, so talk us through it just starting. We, we used to practice in Dirty Nailies. <laughs> we used to, well, we used to we used to, go into Dirty Nailies with a couple of bottles of a bucky,
3: and then we used to... <laughs> speak speak <laughs> in a bucky. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> to get into Dirty Nailies, couple of bottles a bucky, uh, 40 fags, and then just basically, you know, just basically sit and try and rattle out some songs. Can you remember the first
2: song we ever wrote together, Keith? We didn't write. Oh, I do remember the first song we <laughs> wrote. Aye, That's the first
3: good. song we wrote, it started out as a bit of... A, a bit, I guess we started out as a bit of a pistake.
2: It was a bit of a pistake, right? It was a bit of aye, aye, a, You aye, know, it was starting a, up aye. we thought,
3: right, we'll do this. Uh, the wakes had no long become the wakes. They'd been Murphy's Law and they became the wakes and we had this kind of jokey... Uh, you know, we had this kind of jokey rivalry with them. Mainly, mainly the fingers and... Chris Cruikshank. and So we decided We'd been sitting there talking Because remember We had been sitting there Trying to decide on a name for ages We was saying, like, What do we call ourselves What do we call ourselves And then one of our pals Came up and said Why do you not call yourself The Jakes You know is Just to take the mickey Which the two of us Instantly went like That's brilliant You know So we thought We'll have it for that As a couple of a couple of months So uh, there's, a, there's a video And it'll still be there somewhere It'll be on an old phone in somebody's house where we we wrote a song and we recorded it. <laughs> just on a video about how we were gonna do very violent things to to Fingers and Chris Crupshank. Would, um, would it be wrong
2: to get a guitar out in the air? <laughs> it would be, be very wrong exactly, to do it again, exactly. aye. Is that for it, In these, day? It, aye, In these
3: days of you know, inciting hatred and all that sort of stuff, it'd be <laughs> inciting weights based hatred. So yeah, we, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that now. Um, just you oh, all know, these boys were were our pals. They're are. very <laughs> dear friends. They're, they're they're very dear friends. I mean, of course, Chris and Fingers play with us now, you know. So it's um, aye, they're they're they're, they're good guys. But it was just let's see, we did it as a bit of a, a bit of a laugh. The first gig we did in Falchia, we did a bit of a Mickey take as well, where I wore weights t-shirts, we let the weights crossed out with red tape, and <laughs> you know did that. But they were there, you know. They came to the they came to the gig. I think Paul had tried to organise a a walkout. <laughs> halfway through the gig just to, to wind us up but you know I thought we were enjoying it too much <laughs> uh, Paul, was a, Paul was a previous guest <laughs> on, on the show as well Yeah, so. no, I, I, pod- I don't think he's too bothered too bothered. his
2: podcast me. was very good yeah uh, so uh, the Jakes over the years they kind of became like a sort of a cat and dog home for streaming his yep. so, <laughs> Definitely yep <laughs> we'll uh, definitely we'll take. Spinal Tap aye we'll take anybody so <laughs> switch, switch. the line up at the minute line up at the minute is uh, me you, uh, we got
3: Sean and the drum, the drummer. He's a he's like a champion Kaylee drummer. Mm-hmm. He's no long joined us after Graham, the previous drummer. He left us after about seven years. Right. Um, but Sean's Sean's excellent. Um, you know, he brings something different to what We've what we've done, um, and then we've got fingers. And then on a when he can be bothered basis, Chris Cruickshank plays with us as well. <laughs> um, but he's there most of the time.
2: He is there most of the time. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you think chopping and changing musicians over the years it's kind of affected the playing? Or... Well,
3: f- I don't think it's as much chopping and changing musicians. I think it's the fact that we haven't practiced since the first week that Graham joined us <laughs> seven years ago. If we do, if we need to do new songs, all we do is we just sit in the stage. Right, what do we? Do you know
2: what? <laughs> just make
3: sure I can see your
2: hand. You? I, exactly. <laughs> then, three
3: weeks, <laughs> then three weeks later, and we've done it three times. <laughs> it's usually all right. You know, so it probably has affected it. You know, we haven't had a settled lineup, but it's not. I mean, it's not so much we're not out on tour like other bands are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, more, we're more the ones that kind of keep the home fires burning when they're away <laughs> playing elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got, you know, I don't know, kind of jobs here and, you know, probably more responsibilities here than other ones might have that can go away and do. Like, say, the news this summer. So, a lot of bands are away doing the summer seasons in Spain. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's not something we'd ever do.
2: Uh, okay, just uh, stop talking about the the Jakes. Uh, can you remember your biggest gig you've ever done? Or maybe it was where the Jakes. I don't know. No, it wasn't actually. It was oh. about
3: six months in. Actually, and it was a solo one. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was Barcelona. It was when Sally went over there for a, I think it was a UEFA Cup quarterfinal, mm-hmm. or UEFA Cup uh, game, and it was in the March. And I went over there and it was say they got a phone call saying can you come and do the fans Um and it was on the same. It was who it was playing? T- it was Crooked Real. Bible Code Sundays, me, Charlie Devlin was there. Um, I'll tell you about him, it was brilliant. And then uh, there was some local band that they were bringing on. It was just like two guys with, with guitars and a woman that were singing. Uh, end up, I think they were, they said they were expecting about 1,500 people. You know, there was, I think they said they end up 3,000 people we played to. Um, I went on at about five in the afternoon, you know, so let's like say there was about 4,000 people there. And... Uh, you know it was just brilliant. You know seeing, you know so many people there. You know five thousand people. It was just sort of, um, you know getting out there shitting myself, playing every song at ninety mile an hour. Charlie Devlin comes on. Do you know what I mean? He's playing there. And then of course, you know six thousand people. Coach were plenty at this point. You know <laughs> you shitting yourself. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> you know absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think I can't remember what I started with, but we were told keep it clean. You know keep it clean. There's seven thousand people here. Do you know what I mean? So um. You know, we're just standing going, how does this happen? You know, I've only been playing gigs. I've only done Saturday afternoons in Falchi at this point, the odd gig in Molly Malone's. So, um, you know, the same right, remember, keep it clean, keep it clean. Near Rebel songs, nothing like that. Charlie Devlin comes on stage, 8,000 people. And what he does is uh, he comes on first thing, Boys Old Brigade. You know, it was just like that, fucking game over. <laughs> you know, game over. So he's like that to me, back on, you know. Got to about, I think it was about maybe two hours before kickoff, and he said, we're going to get the local band who were supposed to be the headline band. I think they got it. Or the wrong way around you right, know, right they started off with the bible code sundays they should have been on a lot later uh you know so two hours before kickoff 9 000 people there right and what they're doing is you know they're saying here's this local band and they come on and the first song they play is that uh, valerie the Amy Winehouse version and the place just sort of good you know ten thousand people go like that <laughs> oh, for hell do you know what i mean so uh aye so charlie devlin stormed the stage again Grabbed me, stormed the stage. We went up, just took the guitars off them, back on. Boys, old brigade again, and up he went. Eleven thousand folk just gone mental. It was great, you know. It was just, it was brilliant. It was absolutely brilliant. So that—that's the biggest one we've ever done, or I've ever done. And I don't think I don't think I've played as many as that before. I think along that it's been you Know maybe the old bank function when there's been about eight nine hundred people, but yeah. that day kind of set you up and it shows you, do you know what I mean? Plenty of 15,000 people, it's just you know, it kind of it's a big gig, it was a big That's gig, exactly. That's talented you are, though, aye. You know? <laughs> exactly.
2: exactly. That's it. I mean, you don't get to play 25,000 people very often in no, your career, no you know no. what I mean? No. So it's aye, I don't know. Uh, the Jake's are I uh, I don't want to say unprofessional, <laughs> 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 I, would. I would definitely uh, say we are unprofessional, certainly a lot more laid back. Aye. Uh, why why do you think that? Because so you don't give don't a fuck, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, it seems to be a great laugh when somebody makes a mistake. We do, I mean, it's the only it's it's the only one I've seen.
3: I've seen my brother playing in a lot of bands and I've seen him storm off stages because people have had a bummer. Do you know what I mean? If it was to do that, they wouldn't get through the first song. We just, I mean we've got the yellow card system when we play now, which Chris Krugshank introduced. Yeah, yeah, you know, which yeah. is the kind of you can see whenever somebody makes a bummer, it's usually me. You um, know,
2: Four oh, four I'd four, say I can talk. Four folk on three. stage
3: with imaginary yellow cards, you know. Book them, ref, book them. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's more uh, the way I see it is It's about having fun. Yeah, yeah. Do I you mean and if that? I wouldn't say we're unprofessional as such. I'd say we got there and we we kind of we embrace what happens on the stage. You I mean if somebody makes a bummer? If, I've always said that if people can see you're having fun when you're playing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it tends to come across to them. You know, so I just I think it's I think like if we're up there laughing, we're always I think always getting pulled up for the manager and Molly's He's always saying you know you're, there's always at least one song where you burst into the giggles <laughs> in the middle of a song and I say because it's usually because I've put dirty words into a song
2: or you know or somebody's hit a really bad wrong note. Aye, right. The lesson that we learned here is pick up the harmonica. And you can't help but. You man. can't help a No, no, see fingers was fingers was the smart one, right there. You know. Aye, fingers. You can't. Because uh, I mean, <laughs> mean, let's face it. Let, let's face it. What other instrument can you give? but it tells you, the key that you're playing. <laughs> <something>? <laughs> Sorry, fingers. Uh, so what's going on, <laughs> so on? with Keith Murray at the moment? <laughs> apart from being knee-deep nappies and. <laughs> aye, but apart from that, uh, I mean, f- the now it's just
3: the now it's kind of kind of quiet at the moment we keep on saying we're going to record we keep on threatening to record something we've never ever done it you know this it, is my next question actually is there any, is plans? It right? okay. is there any plans for recording right. I'd to like do it. to know as well I, <laughs> I mean there de- definitely are I think there's it is the case that you know we'll, we'll have a bit of time to do that yeah. in the future and I think we definitely we definitely need to start doing it but just now we're just kind of carrying on with, you know, with the, the gigs as they're, as they're coming you know just mm-hmm. we're, just booting around about Glasgow we're not really travelling very far Mm-hmm. started playing a wee bit further afield through because we've got mates running pubs and stuff and stuff like that now but it's yeah. it is still kind of very Glasgow based hey, Just just to finish off this wee section where could people see you play? Uh,
2: Malone's uh, yeah. Sucky Hall Lane usually in there maybe two three times a month oh, oh you've got the, the Sunday afternoon one as well actually what's, what's that again? No uh, uh, Celtic AM it's aye. usually like before Celtic games
3: what happens is there's a it's run by Andrew Milne from More Than 90 Minutes, mm-hmm. the, the fanzine. Um, basically what happens is it's it's a kind of three hour thing before a, before a Celtic home game where he gets guests in to speak. In between it, you know, do a couple of songs. Um, it's usually good, I mean it's usually mobbed out. It's, it's it's a really good thing that they've started doing in there, free bacon rolls and tea. <laughs> Uh, if you go, it's <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good, it, it's a good setup. Uh, <laughs> How lovely! <laughs> I, I know it's very civilized. It is very civilized, but just, the, I mean, just the usual places when about Glasgow. Malone's, well Wally Malone's when it reopens, you know, it's shut just now because of the fire on Victoria's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saint Vincent's Irish Rover. Um, so it's basically that's, you know, solo and band gigs, um, and Kelly's as well. Obviously, we do most of his pubs. And They're usually, just you and I that do them.
2: Right. And speaking of Kelly's. One evening fair. (laughs) One evening fair as the
0: sun was shining. This podcast is sponsored by Kelly's Bar, Oswald Street, Glasgow. Live Irish music every week from your favourite singers and bands. Check out the Kelly's social media page for more information.
2: Okay, I've asked you to bring along three songs that influenced you along the way, sorry. Uh, So what's your your first song? Uh, The Body of
3: an American with the Pogues. The first pogue songs uh that i heard that really kind of got me somewhere you know it's one of i mean you'd always heard the Irish rover and uh, you know the, the songs like that that had been the popular ones this was one which wasn't in the charts you know they didn't go to the top of the pops of the body of an american mm-hmm. but this was one when you just heard it it's kind of it's a classic mcgowan song you know it's get everything you know that that intro you know that nice sweet flute intro yeah uh, which then Starts off, you know, a bit storytelling, you know, um, then it just gets raucous. Like your classic Pogue song, and then at the end it hits you with this amazing verse as well. At the end, you know, The morning in the Harbour and I said goodbye to you, just a lovely, sweet verse.
1: Mm-hmm. Thrown in.
3: So it's just a, it's like a McGowan song get has got everything. It can, I think it just kind of encapsulates Shane McGowan into one song, everything. You see, the
2: Pogues, uh, I, I know this is, is it the f- third or the fourth time it's came up Definitely the third time anyway, they've been picked Probably, aye. In, in the podcast. What do you think it is about the Pogues that makes them kinda so popular with the, the Glasgow Irish scene anyway? Well, I think they just they, they strike a nerve.
3: I mean, if you ever go to a Pogues gig here, then you just see what they mean to the, the Glasgow Irish. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, the gigs are absolutely fucking wild. Um, you know, people go, it's not so much a gig, it's like a, it's a gathering. Do you mm. mean it's like a shared identity? The Pogues have yeah. the pogs have influenced, I would say, every single Irish band that's played in Glasgow. Um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt,
2: It's possibly one of the most influential. Then. Oh, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd say, I'd, I'd
3: say probably outside probably the Tones. Aye, aye. I. Uh, you know, then, I'd say they probably are. Aye.
2: Do you feel the Jakes have copied the Pogs? A wee bit. Got a wee bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel I, like I, stupid as. Well, I know, I <laughs> would say it's. An, you mean
3: you know yourself? Aye. We've been, we have been an absolute rip off at some yeah. points. Right up to the times when I've got that pitched plane that I've fell over monitors and fallen off <laughs> stages and stood singing whole songs a foot, a foot away from the microphone at the side had to be put through you know had to be put back in front of the microphone standing playing one chord the whole way through a song that had about 40 chords in it you know that sort of thing did anybody care nobody cared <laughs> and that's what happens at a pulse gig I have been uh, I went to a pulse gig once for Shane didn't he turn up nobody cared you know it still just went
2: mental <laughs> You sang that, didn't you? I think they just took his toes. Aye, a, took to toes. Aye, you could have filled in Keith. You filled in for every other band in the world. That's true. Paul's one the only ones <laughs> I haven't played with. Uh, right, your, your second song, second
3: song was the Patriot Game, mm-hmm. and it's a specific version of it. It's the Ray McCarry and the Wolfhound version. Mm-hmm.
1: Come all ye young rebels, and list while I sing. For the love of one's country Is a beautiful thing It banishes fear with The speed of a flame And it makes us all part of The Patriot game My name is Ohan My age is 16 My home is in Monaghan That's where I was weaned
3: I mean, I just think the the reason behind this one is it was one of the first... It was on the the first Rebel tape that I owned back when I'd been about maybe 11 or 12. I had a tape that was just a mix of Rebel songs. Um, you know, so it had all the, the usual ones. It had Boys Old Brigade and Sean South and everything, and then this in the middle of it. And whenever I used to put it on, it was... I always remember it's like it's like a a very vivid memory for that time. Like in the winter, I would always come home from school, and if I was a lazy wee shite when I was a, a boy. I used to come home from school and go into my bed for a couple of years, you know, in the winter, dark, and I used to put the tape on, and it was just a wee tape player I had. Mm-hmm. I used to have it under the covers, and that song, you know, it was always you know, just dead gentle. You know, his voice is just... His voice is uh, just unbelievable. Fingers always says, um, you know, Willie Nelson's got the perfect voice for a hangover. Ray McAreavey's got that kind of thing as well. She's got a dead soothing kind of voice. Even now, when I listen to the song, I mean, it's fantastic you now you get Spotify, you know, because the days of CDs and what have you, have all died out. That it's on Spotify, that song, and you can put it on. And it's just, it's one of those songs that even now, 30 years later, nearly, mm-hmm. um, you know, I can still listen to it. And every single time, I still hear something different in that song. It's unbelievable. It's just it's an unbelievable version of it, and I think it's mostly his voice that does it. And then, then you've got the whistles in the background, which are really, really quiet. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to really listen to pick them out. It's just it's dead intricate. It's just a really, really lovely version of
2: it. Uh, incidentally, this is the first time somebody's picked an Irish rebel song for this this section. Is that of the right? in fact. I'm thinking that's what it is. is, fact, yeah, yeah. Nice, so it is a lot of kind of political, eh, Fucking big country.
3: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 wait you see my next song that's gonna fucking knocking your left field in it <laughs> well,
2: we'll come to that in a few minutes Why <laughs> YMCA <laughs> right, so, so obviously you've picked a, a beautiful ballad and I, I know for one or two other projects and just for knowing you quite well uh-huh. you, 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 you like your ballads I love my ballads uh, do you see yourself being a wee bit more at home as a balladeer As opposed to the band, be careful here, by the way. <laughs> no,
3: no. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, it's for, see for the simple reason is that the pubs you play in, you're no really, you can't really be, yeah, yeah, you can't really be a balladeer, and the gigs that we do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Maybe the because we we do more nighttime gigs and pubs where there's a big crowd. They're wanting a band, yeah, yeah. You know, so they're wanting that bigger sound. You know, the the solo gigs. I fair enough, I'll throw more ballads in then, you know, but uh, I think in a, in a perfect world you would get, I mean, not in a perfect world, but you'd maybe get the sort of the folk clubs doing, you know, more nights for our type of music where people do go along and sit and it's a quiet listening environment, you know, rather than the kind of St John's house. Yeah, you know, yeah. that you know that sort of that sort of environment which I love I mean don't get me wrong I fucking love that environment yeah uh, when you can throw in a song and you see people going mental when you're singing it and you get the full, full floor up dancing and that I love that but aye, I suppose in a way that maybe balladeers maybe it is for quite it. fancy As a I'm, getting, I'm it? getting a bit older I'm not getting any younger yeah that's true you eh? know There's one or two wee greys but... up more than one or
2: two you see my pubes moving on swiftly. Okay, we're coming, we're coming to your third and final This is song. great, I can't wait for this, because you were shocked at this one. Is Maybe you asked me about this. Is everybody sitting down? I still, I'm still, i still no convinced it's not a piss take, but what's your third song? It's not a piss take, <laughs> it's not a piss take. It's a song by Crowded House called Fall at Your Feet.
1: I'm really close tonight And I feel like I'm moving inside her Lying in the dark. And I think that I'm beginning to know her. Let it go. I'll be there when you call. And whenever I.
3: And the reason behind it is um again when I was back learning the guitar, you'll remember them for the mid nineties. You used to get these play every song by the charlatans and three chords. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? I had loads of those books as I was learning how to play the guitar, you know, charlatans, ocean colour scene, Oasis, it sheds every kind of rip pop band yep. that you would have. But I, when I was growing up I loved Craig's house, my brother who's about four or five years older than me, he absolutely loved them. It was on in-house all the time, so it just kind of gets embedded into your brain. So I loved them. Uh, I thought I'd like, kind of like learn to play a couple of their songs. And uh, I went and I bought one of their books. I couldn't find a three-chord book for Crowded House. So I bought the the real one, the real book, and it soon became fucking apparent why you couldn't get a three-chord book for their songs, because some of them were a nightmare to play. And what it was, basically what happened with the Crowded House songs was... Um, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm looking at these these things that say in the key of E flat mm-hmm. you know you're thinking what the fuck does that mean Aye. you know and you're, you're just looking at it and there's no internet in those days there was no guitar tab universe where you can go on you can get a song you can instantly transpose it into something that you're wanting to play it in mm-hmm. you know at the back of the book there was a chart and it showed you where to put a capo and again I'm sitting there thinking what the fuck's a capo <laughs> you know so I went I got a capo and you know my brother showed me how to use it and stuff and it got me using a capo and then what it got is it got me um, playing in different keys and it, let, it, it taught me that, you know, if, if there's a song here, you don't need to play everything in G, I mean you don't need to play every song in C, you can move things about to suit your voice as yeah, well, yeah. so it was more to do with that, I could have picked any creative House song, but that was the first one I actually cracked for that book. Because it, it was probably the easiest one. You know, it was A minor, C, F and G. Right, okay, You know, okay. at the end up when I finally worked out what the chords actually meant. So it could have been anything, you know. So that's more of that. It's not my favourite song, mm-hmm. you know, but it's just, it was one of the ones that when you say an influence on me, it's just one of those things I kind of feel if I'm putting it down on record, you know, the songs have been an influence. I've kind of got to give it the, Can I got to give it the,
2: Okay, okay, yeah, they reckon over I probably haven't, <laughs> <any>. probably haven't. <laughs> <any. laughs> I, I have had all these yeah. cool bands, you know, <laughs> the Clash. They go, middle, weights, the Pogs. I went middle I'm of the road. Aye, <laughs> I, I went middle <laughs> of the road. I don't care. I've seen him I've seen them about four or five times as well. But see, I've known you a long time, and, and you didn't know that. You said that. You said
3: that. Feels like Craigie Towers come through. To tell you, seen time. Time. See, I've seen them loads of times. You mean? Time time. 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 no, I don't believe you. Never
2: I am stole uh, I go. suppose I believe you know. I, um, there you go. I've
3: just... got a very eclectic taste. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't I don't mind admitting. I've got loads of guilty pleasures, you know. You to <laughs> see some of my Spotify playlists. Um <laughs> you know they're they're weird. Absolutely weird. I was listening to Asa Bass the other day. I saw the sign. No,
1: that one I always have. I always will <laughs> Motown. Swedish Motown. <laughs> Cut that back out, Chris.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. It's going anywhere. <laughs> I know.
2: Oh, boys, that was one of the songs I was going to sing as well. All <laughs> right, time for the pop quiz. Woo! <laughs> pop <Pub> quiz. <laughs> pop <Pub> quiz. <laughs> quiz.
1: Pub, pub music. <laughs>
2: right. Well, is that? Get it as a jingle. <laughs> I think we should have a wee jingle for. I this think one you should have jingled. Mm -hmm. I think Jingles would really set this podcast off Paul Sheridan kind of started with a wee pop quiz And I think something like that would maybe work a wee Uh, bit Get him to record it (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so pop quiz Why this type of music over other genres? I mean, I think it's just I think like I was saying about the pogs, It's like an identity, this
3: kind of music Mm -hmm. You know, so people when they come to a gig To see you know, a band that's playing Irish folk music, rebel music, they're coming out to sing along, they're coming out to, you know, they're, they're coming out to have an experience, right? yeah. rather than just going to see a band, you know. So I think it's, you, you kinda, you're kind you're of tapping into a culture, you're tapping into an identity, which is very strong in Glasgow. So I think it's, yeah. you know, I think music is the, music is a big focal point for the Irish Republican scene. So I think it's it's definitely, it's definitely why I would choose to play this music.
2: Do you have a favourite rebel slash political band? Band? Yeah Pff, or, mean, or solo singer or, or. Uh, I mean, growing
3: up up, it was always a Growing up it was always uh, growing up it was all, And I don't want to say it too much you know, Because he's already struggling to get his head out the door But Airog was, was You know, when I was a, a lad of 16 years mm-hmm. uh, Airog, grew up with the Wolf Tones uh, as well it was always the, the sort of the two that you would listen to a and the Will Tones
2: were the CDs that everybody had uh, do you have a favourite rebel slash political song
3: I Nation once again
2: right uh, easily
3: best chorus in a, best chorus in a rebel song uh, you know ever written won the best uh, the best song was it the best song ever written on a BBC Radio 2 poll fair enough it was completely hijacked by people voting for it you know as a joke <laughs> but
2: I see the point stands <laughs> uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years
3: pushing 50 Jesus
2: uh, it's a scary thought
3: That is it? a scary Aye. thought it is a scary thought I, I mean ideally still doing it coach you'll be I don't know what will happen <laughs> to you you' know where you'll be in ten, where are we, you're going to be in 10 years? Probably standing but, beside you I was going to say Because that is the big question here Because it is going to be You know But wherever I'm in 10 years The chances are You're going to be there as well aye, aye. You know so I think that's I think that's a big one Where are we going to be In 10 years coach? Probably here Aye <laughs> Again Probably here podcasting Some sort of nonsense to Nobody <laughs>
2: So what's going on musically at the minute with Keith Murray. Musically We've
3: kind of covered this, I suppose, we? we have kind of covered it, but just now we're just kind of sort of... We're just kind of playing away. You and I are doing quite a bit... To the two-piece stuff. The two-piece stuff, aye. I mean, I think we've tried to kind of branch it out, but it's not just the guitar and bass. You know, get you more onto the guitars, you know, so it can be more melodic. Um, but what we'll do is, um, you know, I think we're just going to keep going with that. The band gigs are still going. We're doing... Uh, we're doing a couple of things for Fans Against Criminalisation in the near future. Um, I think there's a, there's a big gig coming up quite soon in the Strathclyde Union mm-hmm. that, we are, that we are playing at. Um, so, I so that's coming up as well, which is quite exciting. You know, to get involved with something like that is fantastic, you know, the work they've done. Um, you know, because I think with the, the way the government was going, it was going to set the sort of the Irish... The community in Glasgow and Scotland back years with the way they were going. So you know the work they've done has just been absolutely sensational.
2: So the fact that we can be involved in it and do something with them then that's just brilliant. Okay, last question, which I've kind of spoke about. But I think we should maybe set a deadline here. Is there any plans for recordings? Or oh Jesus! Let's set a deadline. Let's set a deadline. Let's put it down on record
3: so that people <laughs> have to like Let's so, so that we're fucking tied in. Uh, let's have an album out for next week, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll, we'll, I think this year definitely we're going to get something done this year. Now we've got, let's say, now we've got Sean in, and we're kind of, we've got, a, you know, we've got a kind of settled lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, then what we'll do is we'll get something done because what we're doing, I think we've talked about it in the past, we don't want to do just another rebel album. Uh, you know what? You know there are songs in there that have been recorded so many times that there's nothing we can do that's going to improve on them. You know, so I think I would rather do something that's maybe a wee bit more left field that Hasn't even been done before? Um, not writing, you know, I'm not going to be writing anything because I think I'd, like I've always said you've either got it or you don't. We're writing, and I definitely don't, <laughs> right. you know, I definitely don't. Paul Sheridan's got it with the wakes, yeah, yeah, you know, big Sean had it with the XLs with the immigrant stuff that he did, yeah, yeah. um, you know, but it's something I definitely don't, so it'll be something, but maybe if we're, we do like a kind of themed album, you know, maybe something for. So at a different time, do something for 1798, you know, yeah, it's yeah. maybe not it's been done as much. Something like that, you know, would probably be a wee bit more, a wee bit more interesting. But what we do is we're definitely, I definitely want to get it done this year and get something out and then potentially do a rebrand. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's us, we're tied in now. So right, that's right. it. Well done, you bastard.
2: you made me do some work now. <laughs> yeah, see, i have brought along a couple of songs to perform for us at our wee live lounge session yep which your your first song first song is a song by Richard Thompson it's
3: called Beeswing it's a song we do every gig um, and it always goes down well I think everybody seems to everybody seems to enjoy that song so I'll give that one a bash (laughs)
1: 18, when I came to town, they call it the summer of love. Burning babies, burning flags, the hops against the doves. I took a job at the steam engine down in Godroom Street, and I fell in love with the laundry girl working next to me. Brown hair is around exactly her face, a look of half surprise. A fox caught in the headlights. There was animal in her eyes. She said to me, "Can't you see I'm not the factory kind? You don't take me out of here, I'll lose my mind." She was a rare thing, fine as a bee's wing. So fine, her breath of wind may blow her away. She was a lost child. She was running wild She said, so long as there's no price in love, I'll stay You wouldn't want me any other way. We busked around the market town, through thickin' down in Kent We could tinker pots and pans and nice wherever we went We were campin' down the gower, and the work was mighty good She wouldn't wait for the harvest, but I thought we should I said to her, we'll settle down, we'll get a few acres dug With a fire burning in the hearth, Bobby's on the rug She said, oh man, you foolish man, that surely sounds like hell You might be lord of half the world, you're not on me as well she was a rare thing, fine as a bee's wing So fine a breath of wind may blow her away She was a lost child, she was running wild She said so long as there's no price in love I'll stay You wouldn't want me any other way We were drinking more in those days Our tempers reached a pitch I fully let her run away when she took the ramblin' itch The last I heard, she's livin' rough back in the Derby Beats. A bottle of white horse in her pocket, a wolf pound at her feet They say that she got married once to a man called Romany Brown Even the gypsy caravan was too much like settling down Say her roses faded, rough weather's and hard booze. Maybe that's the price you pay for the change you refuse. She was a rare thing, fine as a piece wing, and I miss her more than ever words can I say. If I could just taste all of her wildness now, if I could hold her in my arms today. I wouldn't want her any other way She was a rare thing Fine as a bee's wing So fine a breath of wind may blow her away I can just taste all of her wildness now If I could hold her in my arms today I wouldn't want you any other way
2: the second song you've brought along for us
3: second song it's a song by Phil Chevron and it's called Faithful Departed it's the, the most famous verse now it's by Christy Moore um, but it's a Phil Chevron song it's one of these classic Phil Chevron songs that you can tell is his a mile away if you know his music very wordy <laughs> hope I can remember all the words
2: <laughs> you couldn't last week I couldn't you? last week I know so we'll, we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes
1: It's a million secrets The trees no more than they can tell The ghosts of the saints and the scholars Will haunt you in heaven or in hell Rattle like the glimmer man The boogeyman, the holy man Living in the shadow The shadows of a gunman Rattle like the coppers in your greasy till Rattle till the time stood still Look over your shoulder, hear the school bell ring Another day and am made to measure history I don't care if you're heroes of wings Your terrible beauty's been torn Faithful departed Be the meek hearted As you are now So once were we Faithful departed we, fickle-hearted, with graces imparted, bring flowers to Thee. The girls in the kips proclaimed a love for you when you stumbled and they knew you had a shilling or two. They cursed you on Sundays and holy days when you went away. As you slept there, a naked light bulb hid your shame. The shadows in the wall to call the blame. The sacred heart picture with compassion in his eyes, drummed out the river's side. Let the grass grow green over the brewery tonight. It'll never come between the darkness and light. There is no pain that can't be eased by the devil's holy water when the rosary beats. Faithful departed, we the meek-hearted. As you are now, so once were we Faithful departed, we the meek hearted Graces imparted, bring flowers to thee You're a history book I never could write Poetry and paralysis too deep to recite Thresh yourself, bless yourself, you've won the fight We're going to celebrate tonight We'll even climb the pillar like you always meant to Watch the sun over the strands Close our eyes and we'll pretend Could somehow be the same again I'll bury you right so the sun doesn't blame you You won't have to dream of the rain and the stars Sleep and dream of chapels and bars And whiskey in the jar Faithful departed Look what you started as you are now, so once were we. Faithful departed. There's no broken-hearted and no more tristesse in a world without ends.
2: thanks very much for tuning in folks if you enjoyed the show don't forget to give us a like or a follow on social media just search for The Rebel Collective on Facebook Instagram and Twitter a special thanks to Keith Murray appreciate that Keith very welcome Uh, for being our fourth guest on the show and tune in next month when we have Gary Og promises to be a great show thanks again for tuning in speak to you next month
0: this podcast this podcast Sponsored by Kelly's Bar, Oswald Street, Glasgow. Live Irish music every week from your favourite singers and bands. Check out the Kelly's social media page for more information. The Rebel
1: Elected Podcast. Thank you.